0: Temperature rising, vision blurring, rage taking over.
1: Here's Paul Calvisi. Get
2: the popcorn ready. It's going to be a show.
1: And Ron Wolfley.
2: It doesn't get any better than that. Unleash the fury. Here we go. The moment that this season has been building towards mini camps and training camps and 18 games, 18 weeks in a regular season. Boom, this is the moment, Ron Wolfley, and we know who's in, but who has staying power? Who will embrace the moment? As Larry Fitzgerald touched in uh, Christian Kirk this week, which players are going to, quote, create that legacy and make a postseason run Man. that's remembered forever, right? And could the moment, be a little too big for a Rams team that has made it all about this moment (laughs) with all those trades the future is most definitely now for a Rams team that oh has the Super Bowl on their own building right and how's oh I don't know how's that Rams quarterback an affair in the heat of the moment when he's 0-3 all-time in the playoffs and he has seven picks in his last three games so you know what as Kyler Murray said today about the moment there's no shine away from it and that's what we're going to talk about tonight. The Big Red Rage featuring Buddha Baker. How about that? All presented by Santan, Ford, and Gilbert. Yours truly, Paul Calvisi and Ron
0: Wolfley. What do you, what, Paulie, right now, where do you want to start on this one? I mean, honestly, where does your mind go when you start about this game coming up? You just went on your little diatribe right there, Paulie. All I can think of right now is the quarterback position and the pressure. This is what a franchise quarterback is all about would you say that the los angeles rams consider matthew stafford to be a franchise quarterback paul
2: well they gave up the number one overall pick (laughs) and jared Goff and two more first round picks so you better hope so
0: they better they better hope paul that's exactly what he is and oh by the way the arizona cardinals believe that Kyler murray is their franchise quarterback as well what quarterback is going to play play better what quarterback is going to protect the ball in this game paulie because the quarterback that does that is most likely going to be the one that wins this game
2: and we're going to hear from kyla murray a little bit later how about getting to the quarterback could that be our segue into the news of the day jj watt ron wolfley did you see the video, the little snippet that the the media is allowed to see that they put out for the masses? There he is hitting the sled, the blocking sled. Boom, he's extending his arms, and he's rocking the sled. Yeah. You tell me. What do you make of that?
0: No, you know what I mean, honestly, that's that's a great star, Polly. It looks really, really good, but the problem is it's not a man that's three hundred and thirty five pounds. I mean, that's the problem. There's gonna be somebody that will be firing off the ball and somebody that will be attacking him as well. But man, I'll tell you what, it sure beats the alternative, right? Especially because you think That J.J. Watt, if you listen to J.J. Watt, you think he's got a real shot to play. As a matter of fact, at this point in time, just listening to him, I'll be surprised if he doesn't play.
2: And let's do just that. Let's listen to J.J. Watt, and let's start with just the severity of the shoulder injury. Here's J.J. The shoulder dislocated out the back, took
0: everything with it on the way out. Rotator cuff, labrum, capsule, infraspinatus, everything's gone. And uh, also dislocated my bicep tendon in the process. So went in, I got a big scar here, got a big scar on the back, basically opened it up, fixed it all up uh i asked him to tighten it down tight he did and then we went to work on rehab
2: he's making it sound like they use a set of sockets and they just tighten that sucker down real tight like it's in an engine compartment i mean my goodness for everyone who's squeamish like yours truly you can't even stand the sight of an open face sandwich to hear that his shoulder just blew and flew out the back of his body and now here he is in basically two and a half months when the timetable was four to six months for a return will he can he return by Monday night and actually make an impact?
0: Boy, what a stud, Pauly, honestly. What a savage J.J. Watt is to actually get back in 10 weeks. 10 weeks, it was supposed to be, what, 16 to 24. They literally said, Polly was going to take four to six months for him to come back. And now here he is after 10 weeks back in the saddle, at least trying to get back in that saddle, Bully. That's my number one takeaway from that cut you just played. My number two takeaway is J.J. Watt could be a trainer when he's done.
2: (laughs) Yeah, no doubt. Well, remember when Carson Palmer was advising Tyron Matthew? based on, on, on a knee reconstruction he told him exactly the timetable <laughs> he'd be looking at because Carson Palmer knew it all too well by the way you mentioned going against 300 pounders well guess what J.J. Watt this isn't the first time he's had contact it's not just the blocking sled before he even took the field today he had tested it uh, behind the scenes in fact here is explaining that process
3: I've gone up against offensive linemen already uh, I'll obviously be doing more of that uh, at
0: practice the next couple of days. But yes, I, I've put myself through simulated plays, simulated drives, um, simulated halves. So. It's checked out in all those situations. So now the next situation is to put it into a full-blown team
2: situation. And let's not forget when he mm. went down at the end of that Houston game at home and I watched him at the very end of the game and he sprinted off into the locker room. You're like, what's going on? The Cardinals were jack-stomping the Texans. And then we learned the worst the next day about what exactly had happened to J.J. Watt. Well, it, think about it. The Cardinals were 7-0 and and he was playing some really good ball. Mm-hmm. I mean, he was for that prior month, he was showing up in the box score in a big way. I mean, Wolf, how realistic is it that he can actually come out there and not just take the field, but actually take command yeah. and, and be a
0: difference maker? See, Polly, that is my question right there. It really is. Here's the one thing I know. They're going to leave it up to J.J. Watt, and that's good enough for me. Because he's not going to go ahead and just go out there. If he's going to hurt the team, if he's going to be detrimental to the team, he's not going to go out there. That's what he was talking about. Also, he was saying he's not going to go out there and push it and be a detriment to the team. He's only going to do it if he can go out there and help this team win. And that, to me, is what is critical about this going forward. But I I just got so much regard and respect for this guy. The fact that he is on the precipice of getting back. The one caution I have, Paulie, is I don't know how much live work he's done. When he says that he simulated a drive, when he simulated a play, are you telling me you lined up and went one-on-one Oklahoma? Um, I I doubt that it was a situation that was live. That's all I'm going to say. And there's a lot that is different from simulating a game and actually playing in a game, as far as I'm concerned.
2: When people ask me about 99, I say he's a lot like number 6. What James Conner is to the offense and that mentality and how guys feed off James Conner, it's the same thing what J.J. Watt brings to the defense. Yeah. And now the question is, Will he have company? Jordan Phillips was out there practicing in a limited fashion. Marco Wilson, we know the problems at corner. In fact, Kevin Ke- Peterson cleared concussion protocol. And then Rondell Moore limited, but he was out there. And then Chase Edmonds told the media today, quote, number two is going. He proclaimed himself ready to go on Monday night and said he would be uh, surprised if James Conner missed this playoff game. So, there was some uh, bullish injury news today from the press conferences.
0: No, that was good news right there. I totally agree with you. I read into that when I heard Chase Edmonds. You know, again, he he made it very, very clear. He's not a doctor. He's not saying that James Conner is going to play. He just said he would be surprised if he didn't play. So, again, it's not like you're going to hold him to the fire if James Conner cannot play, metaphorically speaking. You're not going to do that. I still think it bodes well to hear Chase Edmonds say, oh, yeah, I'm good to go. (laughs) I'm going. That is a big deal right there. The fact he's back, Marco Wilson, man, Yeah, Listen, if I had my druthers, Paul, if there there could be one guy other than J.J. Watt, of course, who I think is going to play. Other than DeAndre Hopkins, who I don't think is going to play. But if I could pick one guy that we expect to play at this point in time other than J.J. Watt, I would have to say James Conner is number one. But a very close second would be Marco Wilson, Paul.
2: At least Marco Wilson or Kevin Peterson if you're without both those guys, it's almost fatal. And you saw that against Seattle. Those two Tyler Lockett touchdown grabs, Freddie Swain wide open, it just has a trickle-down effect in that secondary. really limits what Vance Joseph is able to do. And you're right, Wolf, when it comes to, you know, James Conner circled all the way back to your first point about the play of the quarterbacks. When the Cardinals won in week four at the Rams going away 37-20, it really wasn't even that close. Everybody now, they ran it 40 times for 216. But here's the thing, Kyler only threw it 32 times and i say only because in the rematch he had to throw it 49 times correct and in the week 14 loss he had zero touchdowns on 49 attempts and two picks but in the week four win with a run game he had two touchdowns zero picks the passer rating was 120 whereas in the loss Kyler murray the passer rating was only 72
0: There you have it, Paulie. You just nailed it right there. I honestly think that is going to be critical. It's going to be critical to the success of the Arizona Cardinals to run the ball in between the tackles, and specifically, I would say, to run the ball at, more times than not, at number 99.
2: Hey, the Cardinals want you to make waves in the playoffs by showing your support ahead of the Monday night wildcard game against the Rams. There are several ways to get involved. You could come away with some great prizes. Just go to azcardinals.com slash playoffs for all the details. azcardinals.com slash playoffs. Now, Wolf, if I hear a guy on the sideline let out a primal scream before the defense hits the field, I know Buda Baker is ready to go. And he joins us next on the Big Red Rage presented by Santan Ford and Gilbert.
3: Ain't nothing much to talk about right now. Let's get the ball today, you feel me? GTB on three, one, two, three. GTB. I'm pissed off, I'm pissed off. Let's go, let's go, let's go. He done woke up a demon. You know, walk up a demon.
1: First down for
2: the Rams on their 25. Under center is Stafford. And he's going to hand it off off the right side. And nothing doing. The ball came out. It's picked up by Buda Baker at
0: the 21-yard line. How did the ball squirt out of there? Buda Baker picked it up. Pick on the ground. That's all we know. And doesn't it figure it's Buda Baker?
2: I tell you, that was one of two big takeaways by that Cardinals defense week four in L.A., right, Ron Wolfley? The other one was the Byron Murphy interception. Oh, yeah. And those go a long way in any game, but especially when you're playing another NFC West power and Buda Baker. It was big, and you heard a little bit of the tussle. They were rooting in a toot and and a stomping almost pregame <laughs> when the tight ends or the Rams were on the Cardinals' side of the field and that actually obviously got everyone a little fired up a little extra motivation on that is here it is the big red rage presented by Santan Ford and Gilbert and we're bringing on board let's see here Wolf if we're scoring at home a four-time pro bowler mm. a two-time team captain and then he's a first timer he's a first time dad within the last month or so and he's going to be a first timer in the nfl playoffs how about that buddha baker (laughs) welcome to the big red rage buddha how we doing
3: hey i'm doing great how you guys doing we're
0: doing great buddha really appreciate your time you still running into the darkness buddha
3: (laughs) oh yeah always
0: (laughs) that's my favorite term ever man i think that i've heard a coach say and i've been around an awful lot of coaches with that one by vance that's my favorite buddy (laughs)
2: In fact. Sure. Tell us about your season. Before we get into this game, just just tell us about your season and obviously you're going back to the Pro Bowl. What'd you think of two thousand twenty one?
3: Yeah, I mean, personally I've definitely felt like I've had a great season. You know, um, you know, you know going into the last couple of years I've been kinda of making some plays, so now it's kind of just Knowing that the defense, the offense is going to go away from me and just continue to do my job each and every every week and not try to chase you know things and just continue to do my job for each and every play um, one week at a time and that's that's been my plan and my goal this whole time.
0: Buddha, I know that you've got your eyes fixed on much much bigger things, but I have to ask you since we're talking about you personally and the season that you had. Does the Pro Bowl mean anything to you?
3: Yeah, I mean, it's definitely a blessing to, you know, hear that people are voting for me, fans are voting for me, you know, friends maybe um and of course, you know, other coaches and, you know, other players voted for me. So that's always special because, you know, especially with the coaches and the players, those are the people that really know, you know, kind of exactly what we're doing each each yeah. in and each out. So You know, it's definitely cool for me. But then again, I've always wanted to, to of course, win a championship and make it to the playoffs. So, you know, going into year five, of course, you know, first and foremost, do my job. But then again, bring the other players with me and, you know, try to just get better one week at a time and take a one and no mentality. And I knew everything else was going to take care of itself. So, you know, we we definitely – You know, of course, had a little bumpy ending, but Mm -hmm. in the playoffs, and and now it's go time.
2: That's interesting that you mention how teams are running away from you because I don't know if it was last year or the year before, you had like 150 tackles and led all DBs in tackles, but you really don't have that opportunity anymore because your reputation precedes you to a certain degree, doesn't it? Yeah, yeah.
3: I mean, it's, it's, you know, it gets boring out there sometimes, but then again, you know, (laughs) of course – us knowing that these things us knowing that if I'm down that these guys are going to be you know fanning to me that gives a lot of other guys opportunities to make plays and you know we we you know VJ does a great job of having his playmakers on defense make a lot of plays and you know the whole whole defense has been great for us
0: so, Buddha, no picks over your first three seasons, and now all of a sudden you got five over two. What? What is going on? Why all of a sudden none over the first three years, and now all of a sudden we're seeing you get some picks?
3: Yeah, I mean, first three years, you know, I've had a couple opportunities, uh, you know, slipped out the hands, but I like to say, you know, my rookie year, of course, I was that special team guy until the seventh, eighth game, and you know, second year going into, you know, a new coaching staff with Coach Wilkes and Mm -hmm. a whole new defense and 4-3 defense. And, um, you know, then going to this third defense, which is Vance Joseph defense and learning that. And for me, it's like, you know, I just try to do my job each and every week, each and every, you know, play. And if there's, the football's not out there for me sometimes then I'm not going to have that opportunity. So, for me, it's just definitely been putting in great positions to get, you know, to get the football. And, um, you know, it's it's been good for me. Mm-hmm. Buda Baker is
2: our guest, the Cardinals Pro Bowl safety. Uh, we started this by just talking about the moment, the playoffs. Uh, what does it mean to you, just this moment and Monday night football for all the nation to see a postseason game for the first time in your career?
3: yeah it's definitely exciting you know we 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 learned that you know this is gonna be one of the first Monday night football playoff games, and you know all the hype is there in l a it's gonna be you know a divisional opponent an opponent that we play twice a year, so it's definitely very exciting for me. I'm very blessed in, to be able to be healthy for this seventeen week season and um or out seventeen week season and You know, it's definitely special to be at this point. It's, you know, the records don't mean anything. It's 0-0, and, you know, the best man wins, and that's what I'm very excited for. Been waiting for this opportunity since I got into the league, and now that I have this opportunity, now that we have this opportunity, it's definitely special for us.
0: So now getting ready to go into the second season, if you will, the playoffs, of course, where do you think this defense is right now, Buddha? Go ahead and evaluate it for us, if you don't mind.
3: Yeah, I mean, I definitely think this defense is a great defense. Um, you know, last week, Seahawks put 38, you know, 38 points on us. And, you know, we we looked at the film and we talked about, you know, the game and how a team can play great football for 40 plays and for 46 plays, if there's six bad plays, they can end up touchdowns. Mm -hmm. So, and we noticed that, you know, the last eight games last week for us, um, that's where guys got like three or four touchdowns in the last eight plays of us playing defense. So just think about three to four touchdowns in the last eight plays of a whole game. Those little plays, you know, that all matters. And of course that's, these offenses. All it takes is one play to get a touchdown. So for us, it's just eliminating, of course, the explosives and just doing the job one play at a time. And I definitely feel that guys are. You know, today was a great week of practice. Of course, we always like to talk about preparations in the preparation. You know, you separate yourself from preparing throughout the week, watching film, recovering, taking care of your body, and of course, knowing what to do each and every each and every day, each and every play. So you know. Things are going great for us today, and we're going to go throughout the week and have a great week of practice and see, see see what it's going to be like on Monday. Can you understand, and we're on board with Buda Baker here on the Big
2: Red Rage, that nationally people look at the Cardinals' defense and they're a little confused. For example, against Dallas, Zeke Elliott and company had 45 yards rushing total as a team, their lowest output of the year, but then Seattle comes in with over 200 yards rushing. So I think a lot of people are trying to make, okay, is that a big deal? What to make of that? What do you say to those folks who wonder, okay, what is the Cardinals defense all about?
3: Hey, I mean, all you have to do is watch the TV. That's all I got to say. I'm not going to make any excuses, not going to make any promises to anything. Just know that this Cardinal defense will be ready come Monday night, and uh, it's going to be a big fight.
0: Yeah, we're going to talk in the next beautiful part of the program. We're going to talk an awful lot about that matchup on Monday night against the Rams. Tell me about Jalen Thompson because, I, I can't think of a better situation or a better scenario for Jalen Thompson to actually come to this team right here and have you as a safety mate a guy that's in the back end with him. How has Jalen Thompson impacted you and how you play? And how has Jalen Thompson impacted this defense overall?
3: Yeah, I mean, he's been great for us. He's always been great for us, but this year you guys have seen his name a lot. Um, Seeing him, you know, hearing his name a lot on TV, and he's been great for us in pass downs, run downs, all the above. And uh, you know, I'm just blessed to have him as a safety. And of course those youngin' years a couple years ago, you know, you know, uh he he definitely was a great player, very instinctual, but you know, didn't really have the football smarts yet. And what you guys are seeing now is this man's commanding things, he's demanding things on defense as a safety, you have to demand the call to the to the linebacker, to the corners, um, each and every play. So He's demanding out there. He's being a QB out there, and he's in the right position at the right time. And he does not miss tackles, and that's a very special thing. Um, you know, having a safety next to me to where mm-hmm. I know, you know, sometimes I can be down, he can be in the post. Sometimes he can be in the uh, he can be down, and I can be a post. We're kind of interchangeable, so that's definitely harder for offenses to understand to try to get a hitch on uh, okay where's buda at you know it's it's definitely hard because me and i uh jt played some sometimes he'll play free sometimes i'll i'll play free sometimes he'll play strong sometimes i'll play strong and he's he's a very great you know defensive back very great person and you know i'm so glad to you know finally have his name being talked a little bit because he's been doing this you know for a couple years now i know last year he was he was you know, had some injuries, but you know he worked very hard in the off season to get his legs right, get his ankles right, and you're seeing it now. Very healthy guy who's playing some very great football
2: i tell you, the nation is going to see on Monday night uh, the best pair of tackling safeties in the NFL. There's no doubt about that. Uh, And you know what? It was interesting. Jordan Hicks told the media today, you know, it's a great opportunity to go out there and prove the doubters wrong, quote, end quote. And when the Cardinals defense, Wolf, I think you agree, has played with that urgency and energy and intensity, right? And, And obviously the playoffs bring that. Christian Kirk was on the Dave Pasch podcast, and Dave just asked him about the playoff dynamic. This is the NFL. If you don't show up to play your best every Sunday, you will lose, and you will continue to lose until you fix that. And you know, for me, I don't lose the you know memory of you know only winning three games and not even you know being competitive to now making it to the playoffs and being able to play in that stage and you know have the opportunity to you know if we continue winning, um, making it to the place where you know we all dream of as 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 young kids. So. I think it's you know important for everybody to you know really hone in on you know what this means to them, and uh, you know really try to be the best that they can be. That's Christian Kirk on the Dave Pash podcast. You know Kyler was asked today, Buddha about just the moment and obviously being the quarterback in the spotlight and Monday night in the playoffs and just to how how do you manage your emotions? And he, he cited the fact he's been doing it since he was a teenager, and we all know he won three state titles in high school. Well, what a lot of folks may not know is you did the same exact thing that Kyler was 43-0 and in high school, and if I'm seeing it right here, you were 42-0 and with three state titles. So how much of that do you draw on these championship games? And I don't know, how how critical will that be for you just to manage the moment?
3: Yeah, I mean, for me personally, that's when I'm at my calmest. You know, those big games are where, you know, I feel like I'm supposed to be there. I feel like I'm supposed to make that play or, you know, supposed to be that you know firecracker on the field so I've been doing that you know like you said I've been doing that since high school since little league and you know as, as the years grow on you know that's continuing to be my mindset is you know of course be great every single game but when the lights are on and the stage is set those are the games you perform the best and uh that's that's what I'm accustomed to doing and that's I feel like there's going to be no difference on Monday, so that's just my mindset, personally, in the the type of person that I feel like I am, and the type of player I feel like I am. That that's my mindset,
0: Buddha. Do you think guys look to you for leadership right now? Because I I, I honestly I talked to some of your teammates and they mention you more times than not, even if I don't bring you up right now. What does leadership mean to you, Buddha?
3: Yeah, I mean leadership means to me. You're always going to be there for your brother, of course. Um, You're going to lead by example. Um, You know, I used to not really be much of a talker growing up, but, you know, now that, you know, I definitely feel like I'm at this stage where I can lead and I can help guys out and I can help these young guys on why we're playing this defense and why this offense is going to attack us this type of way so they know you know, pre-snap that, all right, we're in quarters. These guys are going to do this, this, and that against us. And just li- those little conversations, little intricate things, help a DB, help a linebacker. Or, you know, of course, for example, you know, it's a, it's a, we are blitzing and we call the blitz call. It, it's great for the D to know where the blitz is going. So they know where this offense is going to go. So, Leading by example, of course, but also leading with helping each and every player and, uh, of course, wanting to be there for each and every player inside of football, outside of football and just be the best person that I can be in order for me to be the best person for my teammates, you know, of course, for my families. And Mm -hmm. that's that's, that's what I think of when I think about being a leader. Mm Mm-hmm. We're
2: going to continue with Buda Baker, but we'll think of the tail of the tape when it comes to the safety position between the Cardinals and Rams. The Cardinals have Buda Baker and Jalen Thompson. Rams are without Jordan Fuller, season-ending ankle injury. Taylor Rapp in concussion protocol. They even had to sign Eric Weddle this week, who hasn't played since the end of the 2019 season. Think about that. We'll get into that and some of the matchups, what's going to be most critical against the Sean McVay offense, what Buddha's seen from Matthew Stafford, what he saw today from J.J. Watt. And don't forget, the Day Pash podcast, episode 24, available now featuring Cardinals wide receiver Christian Kirk. To catch up on all the past episodes, just go wherever your preferred podcast provider is and get the latest updates via Twitter, at Pod. We continue the Big Red Rage with Buddha Baker, presented by Santan Ford and Gilbert. We are Santan Ford.
1: byron murphy interception
0: okay so okay. why don't we start that as robert downey jr
1: it's a fake handoff rolling right is stafford throwing a deep ball far side for deshaun jackson and it's picked off inside the 15 yard line al pacino it, it's byron murphy he's tackled around the 12 byron murphy the nfc defensive player of the week we had two picks last week Gets one here on Stafford in the first quarter. Okay, so Wolf. now
0: this is Wolf talking, so do it first as Wolf. Byron Murphy baited Matthew Stafford to throw that ball and then broke on the ball. What an unbelievable play from Byron Murphy. And slowly it's starting to turn into Jesse the body Ventura. Baited Matthew Stafford to throw it. All right, and then... Bassanonian, <laughs> are you talking to me? All right, and then I have one line after that. Let's do that line as Shaq. Man murphy's playing like a pro bowler the first month of the season let
2: me tell you if you're getting a little too amped up maybe for monday Night football in the playoffs you want to relax and have a, about an hour laugh just go to the Pash podcast featuring the great frank caliendo Thank unbelievable you. stuff right there although wolf i think you're mixed in a little bit with jesse the body and a little bit of bill walton in there as well i yeah, believe no yeah.
0: he doesn't awful me and he knows it
2: <laughs> no the Bay is solid though Buda Baker is our guest on the Big Red Rage, presented by Santan Ford and Gilbert. And uh, Buda, let's start. Why don't you listen to Kyler Murray? And he was asked uh, in multiple ways today by the media just about his mindset, you know, and the big game and, and his approach. Here's Kyler. I eat, breathe, and sleep football, so I'm excited about it. You know, there's no fear. There's no there's no nerves about, you know, playing at a high level. It's just You just got to go out there and execute the plays uh, and, you know, be yourself what are you expecting on Monday night and what are you telling yourself anything in particular as you track towards this playoff game
3: uh myself I mean I'm just continuing to be what I what I be each and every day which is I'll continue to grind throughout the week and then on Monday night that's when I'll you know turn up a little bit so right now I'm I'm very level-headed you know of course eager to learn about you know what they like to do and Eager to go through this week of practice and prepare, then on Monday night, you know I'll be ready
0: Buddha, I'd like to ask you two questions if you don't mind. I want to ask you about the Rams offense first, and then i'll I'll follow up with a a question to you. But when I say Ram's offense, what do you think of Buddha
3: um, electric Electric lot what I think of yeah. What? It's a good word. They they um you know Cooper Cup, you know, he he's making history, he's doing a great job. You know, of course Matthew Stafford came in there and you know um is, is leading his team, has led his team to this to where he is now. And uh they have a lot of weapons. Um, you know, Cam Akers is, is back, he's a very good running back, very good third down running back as well, Sony Michelle. You still got Odell Beckham. Um, you know, even Van Jefferson has been making plays in there, Tyler Higbee. Um, they got a lot of weapons, and uh, they're going to be, you know, of course, somebody we know, somebody we play twice a year. So we know them, they know us, and, you know, Monday's just going to come down to who did it right and who's the better team.
0: Yeah, that is a great word right there, electric, to describe this offense. I- I'm with you on that. There's a load of talent over there. My follow-up is... What was different about this offense in the second game as opposed to the first time you played them?
3: Um, I mean, not much, honestly. I mean, I just feel like the second game, uh, guys didn't make the plays that you know they made the first the first game. And of course, you know we had a you know couple lapses and guys, nine guys doing the right, two guys doing the wrong, and you know big plays would happen. So. Um, we just eliminated the big plays the first time we played them, and this last time we played them. We just didn't execute uh at the level that we were accustomed to ex- executing
2: you know Jordan Hicks mentioned today the two words you always hear with the 49ers as well, and that is eye candy. And he just said, you know what, this offense features a lot of eye candy. It's built to find the player that isn't doing their job. And, you know, two plays might look the same, but they're not, so you can't guess. And, uh, I mean, what are some of the keys when you're going against Sean McVay? Because you're familiar with him at this point.
3: What is the challenge? Yeah, I mean, like like Jordan said, it's very hard because a lot of his – Personnels, a lot of his formations have the same thing. You know, one thing could be a run, one thing can be a play action, one thing can be quick game, and it's all out of the same formation. So it's definitely, uh, you know, difficult to, you know, go against that. And then especially, you know, they go fast and, you know, guys get just jetting around, like Jordan said, with the eye candy. And, you know, defensive players lose their eyes. And next thing you know, there's a big gap. So just eliminating that, you know, kind of eye candy that Jordan was talking about and just focusing on your job and what you're supposed to do one play at a time. um, Definitely feel like it's going to be a good outcome.
0: Buddha playing a team for a third time in a season, uh, that's got to be so difficult right there because you know each other so well. Yet at the same time, the fact that you do know each other so well can actually be used against you can
3: it (laughs) oh definitely i mean it it could definitely go both ways and you know it's just a matter of you know of course getting the play call and executing the play call at hand both teams and uh, that that's going to be the biggest outcome of this game is who executed the plays better each and every every play all right how big was it to
2: see 99 out there today i mean uh, i know the fans loved it uh what about you
3: yeah it was huge to see him you know um you know his his media interview yesterday of him explaining about all the things that he heard it on his body it's it's crazy, you know, and also just seeing him with the work ethic that he showed when he got the surgery, he was you know in the treatment you know room every day trying to get right, and you know has lived in the treatment room has you know done things right for him to get back onto the field. And like he said, he knew this team was special. He knew that we were going to possibly have a chance to go to the playoffs. And he continued to work each and every week. And now, you know, you see the fruits of his labor that he that he did. And, you know, he's getting the opportunity to be on the field, which he hasn't been on the field in, in you know, a lot of games. So it's definitely crazy and cool to see for me to see 99 back in there. and You know, it definitely will be special.
0: Buddha, is is there a best way to attack Matthew Stafford from your perspective? Once again, I'm not asking for you to give away trade secrets or anything like that, but do you think it's a, a situation where he doesn't respond well to pressure pressure situations on third and obvious pass situation? Or do you think maybe you play coverage, you only rush four? What where where are you on Matthew Stafford in defending him?
3: Yeah, I mean, he's a great quarterback, a quarterback who you know, is capable of making the big play each, each and every play. And, you know, no quarterback in the NFL likes to get sacked and every quarterback in the NFL, if they're accustomed to getting, you know, um, pressured or sacked by, you know, D linemen, of course they're going to possibly have those, you know, um, those lapses where they're thinking somebody's going to be coming and they're not coming. So, um, you know, I wouldn't, you know, I can't, like I said, you know, I can't really spoil the sauce to you, but, you know, of course, the the defense's job is to, of course, get the ball back to the offense, so, you know, we're going to try to do that each and, every, each and every time we're on the field.
2: Cliff Kingsbury started this week by telling us that he thought Stafford played maybe his best game of the year in week 14. He was sharp, and, you know, he was fitting the ball in there in some of those tiny windows, so you know he has the arm talent. There's no doubt about that. Uh, I tell you, Buddha. I look forward to hearing your scream on the sideline on Monday night. Some guys use smelling salts. I love it when you let out the primal scream because I know everyone's ready to go. So look forward to that.
3: <laughs> yes, yes. Hey, that, Buddha, that, I just that scream's gotta, important.
0: <laughs> I got to tell you, buddy, man, you, you are a pleasure to watch play the game of football. I, I feel honored that I know you a little bit. Um, go ball out, dude. I know that you will thank you for coming on tonight we really
3: appreciate it i second that hey yeah i appreciate you guys for having me and uh you know of course and always go cards and you know i'm definitely excited so i'm definitely excited for you guys to watch and uh you know we'll we'll see what happens on monday night (laughs) we'll
2: see you on the team playing back with more on the big red rage right after this the arizona cardinals getting set for their first playoff game in six years 0-0,
0: 0 and it's zero, what you do from here on out. You control your
2: own destiny from here on in. You know, you can create a legacy for yourself. This is what it's all about, and this is your opportunity to go out there and do something great.
1: We do it together! We do it as a family! Pulled in at the five-yard line by A.J. E. Green, into the end zone, for a touch. The yard line. Connor's into the end zone for the touchdown. Goes off his back foot, one-handed catch, Conner the middle of the
2: 10. And just like that, Wolf, it's going to be kickoff Monday night in L.A., winner take all in the rubber game. And as Jordan Hicks said today, quote, it's a great opportunity to go out there and prove the doubters wrong. The energy has been great, end quote. Every single guy who's met the media over the last 48 hours has talked about how that playoff vibe is just palpable in the building. So very curious to see what the Cardinals look like on Monday night because I think you'll agree with me when the Cardinals have played with energy and intensity and urgency – they have looked like one of the best teams in the NFL, have they not?
0: Yes, and so much of the time, Paulie, they've played with that energy, and that urgency, and that intensity on the road. <laughs> at least it's felt yep. that way to me. You you have a much better handle on that because you're down on the sideline, but um, for me, Paulie, right now they got to come out with the intensity. Uh, that they have not shown in any game so far this year. They've got to be the most intense they can possibly be. This is it, and they will be. It's playoff time, baby.
2: Yeah, the Cardinals on the road this year. Not only eight and one, but as a road team, they're number one in points scored, rushing touchdowns, passer rating, turnover ratio, plus eighteen in nine road games. Think about that. Incredible. And I mentioned Jordan Hicks. Uh, you know, remember he won a Super Bowl on that Eagles team that included Zach Ertz. And he was asked in multiple ways today just about, okay, how do you go about it from play to play? Here's Jordan Hicks.
0: The game is the same. Each snap is the same. Approach it that way. But understand that each play is going to be magnified. So, you know, if you just focus on the play at hand, you know, treat it treat it like you would any other game and come out with, with the energy that's going to be naturally there with it. Um, you know, don't try to get too far out, outside of yourself. Just
2: Just focus on the play at hand. And a reminder, the Cardinals want you to make waves in the playoffs by showing your support ahead of the Monday Night Wild Card game against the Rams. There are several ways to get involved. You could come away with some great prizes as well. That's a double ding. You go to azcardinals.com slash playoffs for all the details. azcardinals.com slash playoffs.
0: Waves, baby, indeed, Paulie.
2: I mean, Wolf, how how about Buddha when he said, I'm supposed to be that firecracker out on the field, right? I mean, he said that Rams offense, electric. And I know... The players might downplay a little bit as the adjustments that were made by the Rams from game one to game two. But for example, if you look at the next gen stats, they put Cooper Cup in seven different positions in the second game. And it just seemed, I mean, he went from five catches on 13 targets in game one, and he was a non factor, to a season I 13 catches. In Game Two, and he was unstoppable. The, to me, the Cardinals have to remedy that.
0: Yeah, Paulie, no doubt about that. Uh, I think you're you're going myopic right now. The Rams' offense overall. Let's let's start right here with Matthew Stafford and how it's been going for the Rams, because Paulie, right now. The thing I'm going to be watching is Matthew Stafford running this offense right here. You and I talked about it. We took a deep dive on this, right? This is something that I really, truly believe the Rams are going to come out. They're going to try to keep Matthew Stafford in a balanced offense and try to take a few shots down the field using play action. There's no doubt about that. But right now, Matthew Stafford. The last three games, and I think this is something you and I have talked about, I think it's a responsible sample size going into the playoffs. You don't want to talk about what happened earlier in the season because it really doesn't apply at this point in time. These are completely different football teams at this point in the season as opposed to the first half of the season, maybe even the first three quarters of the season right now. The Rams, Matthew Stafford, number 23 in the National Football League with a quarterback rating of 77 Now now the Cardinals have struggled early in the year, actually three quarters of the way through the year, the Arizona Cardinals defense was in the top five defensive quarterback ratings in the league, top five. There's so much behind that. It's such a huge metric. It's an important metric. But man, Matthew Stafford, 77.6 in the last three games. That's a low number, Paul.
2: And you could argue his best game of the year was Week 14 at Arizona when he went three touchdown passes, no picks, and a passer rating of 139. Yes. And and if you remember, to your point, he he excelled in play action. He was 7 of 8 with two touchdown passes out of play action. They had designed rollouts with the third touchdown pass. So, you know... and look, the Rams specialize in big plays, and they hit the Cardinals with yes. that Van Jefferson 52 yarder. And what has been a problem for the Cardinals defense recently, and even Cliff Kingsbury said it on Monday, it's been the big plays on defense and negative plays on offense. And
0: not only that, Paulie, you flip it over for the Arizona Cardinals offensively, and you and I were talking about this very thing. I think they have to run the ball. They have to run the ball in between the tackles. They got to do it in a north south physical kind of way, and then take some shots down the field. And I think one. One of the guys that might actually be the the benefit for the Cardinals down the stretch might be Tweezy. Mm. <laughs> Antoine Wesley! Throw it up. Take some shots down the field. You got A.J. Green on one side like you did in the first game of the season. And then Antoine Wesley maybe on the other side. Christian Kirk in the slot. They gotta take shots down the field, Paul.
2: They gotta figure out the red zone. Wesley maybe might be an option there like he was in Dallas. When you go 19, 14, and 14 plays, those drives and that field goals every time. you got to figure that out. And as we talked about earlier, look, the Niners got down 17-0 last week, did not abandon the run game. They Correct. still ran it 31 times. They came back to win. A special thanks to Buda Baker, the Pro Bowl safety, Buda. Jim Almohandro, Cody Fincher, Ron Wolfley, Leon Paul Calvisi. How about it? The first ever playoff game on Monday Night Football, the Cardinals' first Come playoff on. game since 2015. It's all coming our way. This has been the Big Red Rage. Ciao.